What goes on inside the mind of the Singapore consumer? The Kiasunomics podcast series unravels the way Singaporeans behave across different domains like spending, transport, environment, superstition, schooling, and housing markets. Backed by multiple research studies, NUS Business School professors examine the quirks, psychology, and mechanics behind the daily economic decisions of Singaporeans. Welcome to another episode of the Kiasunomics podcast. Today we have Professor Chongqing Song from SMU, and we're going to talk to Chongqing about the role of working from home. I mean, this is very pertinent right now. We have just been going through the COVID crisis, and a lot of people have been working from home. This has implications on various aspects on real estate. It has implications on why do they choose to work from home? What kind of companies then move in that direction? Can you set up your own company from home? What happens to auxiliary companies that were supporting these consumers who were either at their offices and now they're working from home? Do these small businesses, eateries, now do they move over to the suburbs because they realize our customer base has shifted away from city center to residential areas. These are very complex and many, many issues. Obviously, we can't cover all of them, but Changcheng actually had a very nice paper where he looks at how a policy change in Singapore allowed small business to, to start working from home. Changcheng, what came about this? I mean, how did you stumble onto this issue and why did you think this was an interesting topic? You were ahead of time because COVID is essentially getting us there. Yeah, so the, the motivation is all about understanding the importance of SME, the small and medium enterprise. So in general, in most countries, SME is important contributing factors, both in the GB, GDP and employment. So that's kind of important component in the overall economy. However, in the literature, we know that there's a lot of barriers for individuals to start their own business. So such as they need initial capital, they need to get loans from the bank, they need to fill a lot of paperwork with this regulation frictions. So in particular, what we study about this kind of work from home scheme in Singapore is to target this kind of regulation friction. So before 2003, uh, Singapore government do not allow small business to use your home address to register your firm. It means that you have to go outside to rent a place, paying the monthly rental, incur some cost, and using that kind of office address to register a firm if you want to start. And after 2003, the government changed this policy, saying that for firms in certain industries, you can actually use your home address to start this new business and register in the government agency. So this will help a lot in the sense to reduce the initial cost of mm. rental. And this is very important for the new business where they normally don't have a lot of capital. So this is what we look at. We're trying to understand whether this kind of policy of work from home encourage more individuals to start business. Why do you think the government did this policy? I mean, what was in your mind, what was motivating the government to do this? So the, the key motivation of that is government is trying to encourage the formation of small enterprise. And this is because SME contributing a lot for the 
uh, GDP and also getting a lot of employ employment there. And however, they find out there's a lot of barriers. Okay. Uh, people will have feedback, so saying, oh, I don't get my loans, or it's a long process of paperwork, and I need to rent an office, which I need to pay a lot of money every month. So the government take the feedback and start to try out this program to say, maybe I allow you to do it at home, so you don't need to incur that cost, and let's see whether it will encourage more people to get business. So, so what kind of data would you have to look into to, to glean into this question? Yeah, so we, we get the data from the registry data, uh, so we know which firm is created at what month, which date, which industry they are. So the one interesting thing for the policy is saying, it's not saying the government allow all of the business to start in the residential area. It has to be certain industry that does not disturb your neighborhood. I so see. for example, uh, lawyers, accountants, software service. And if you're doing something like retail, which involve a lot of traffic flow, you are not allowed to do that. So that's created a nice setting for a researcher to try and understand, does it really improve the business in the industry where they're allowed to do this business at home? So we get the data and we know that how many industries are starting each month before and after in each industry. So we can look at whether the policy really improve the business formation in the industry that they are allowed to use home office. And you find that this actually has huge impetus, I'm guessing. That's right. So that's the result is as predicted. What we find is that the industry business formation in the industry that allow to have home office growing about 23 percent faster wow. compared to the industry that's not not allowed to use this home office so the natural question is i mean they're starting from home are they actually being productive and are they capitalizing on it do they generate more revenue do they have higher profitability do they have more number of employees are they less likely to die at a certain point? I mean, any measures you have on the performance of these companies? Yes, we don't have the exact performance about the revenue, but we have many other measurements. For example, we find out these newly formed firms, they are more likely to survive for a longer time. So after three years, they are more likely to survive compared to the firms in other industries. They're more likely to get into the more productive industry if we have an index about different industry, which they have rather lower risk. So in that sense, it means that the policy attract more people to get into the self-employment without reducing the quality of their firms. Wow. So clearly these guys, I mean, in some measures that you have, they are less likely to die or survive longer. That suggests you don't have the intensive margin kind of measures what is their revenue, but you're saying they don't die as much. So clearly they are surviving, so they must be making profits. That's right. And they are, the roughly we get, we know they're getting to more, more higher revenue and more productive industry. Mm. That's kind Any of, measure on employees you have? In employees is the same. We don't see like they are larger or smaller compared to the other industries. I so see. when they form a new firms, the new number of employees is somewhat similar to the new firms in the industry where they're, they're not allowed to have home office. So this is a quite an old policy, you said 2003. Yes. Now you have data for a long time after that. Do you see this policy affecting subsequent years or there was a huge impetus of growth 
in these industries that were kind of treated or allowed to work from home, or you see this growth happening subsequent for many years after that? Well, this is unfortunately we couldn't look at that because there is a major law change in 2005, which allowed the different f- type of firms to form in different entity, mm. so that will totally contaminate a lot of our result. So we we couldn't look at very long term result. We can only look at like within two to three years. I see. So a natural question, if I think about right now in the pandemic sense, that when workers right now start working from home, what will happen is a lot of the industry or firms that were supporting these workers in the CBD area will now relocate. Essentially, you have a similar kind of experiment going on. You are having employees who would have gone and set up a store in the city center but now they are doing it from home, does that actually create other firms to also relocate? Not in the treated industry, not in the industry, but other industries, they realize, oh, I, I have to now move to the suburbs to support these people. So this is a very interesting question. I think one thing different from the policy and also what we experienced in pandemic is, is that when we talk about work from home today, we often talk about focus on the employees working from home. So that's because a lot of the cities in, in, in the world will have a centralized CBD and the people all come here. But this is a different situation to the SME. So they don't need to really have a business address in the CBD area. These are like small law firms or these small manufacturers um, or retail shops or car manufacturer or car amending. Um, they, they don't really need to uh, office in the central area. Mm. So that's why you don't see this kind of the big shift as what we see in the pandemic because of this work from home, we don't see much effect in terms of decentralization because normally they, they already, even they were not work from home, they were work in the suburb area. I see. So this will truly not affect the ancillary industries to shift their behavior because they, are, they were never centralized anyway. Yes. I see, I see. So you alluded to something earlier that you said, look, this is about access to credit for these firms and look this allows them to lower their cost of production essentially by reducing paying rents and other things is there any evidence you can talk about that or alternatively it may also reduce their cost i mean if i can work from home i may not have to pay a nanny to take care of my children or there are other costs that i will incur can you talk about these two issues yes so we cannot direct test the exact thing you talk about. It's all about reducing some cost. The mm. cost could be the rental, could be reducing this kind of uh, paying for the nanny because they can do the home production. But we do have evidence of a heterogeneous effect shows that those individuals have lower income are responding more. They are more likely to start the business in the industry where they allow home, home office. So that suggests that indeed this is the the people, a group of people who really have the constraint of credit, or they have lower income, or uh, often have less access to the bank, that say one thousand dollars rental reduction will help them a lot, and to be a determining factor to push them start a business. I see. So truly, then you can get at this argument that this credit constraint or liquidity constraints mm-hmm. will help these people in this scheme to start working from home. So there's a, so what would you recommend from policy perspective? Should then the government then say, okay, every industry should be able to do this or is should there be, they should be only done in certain industries? So I think that what 
I would suggest the same thing as what the government have done because as a policymaker, you have to consider the different trade-up. Here you want more business to come out like as a SME, but also you need to consider the negative externality. Like mm-hmm. if you have a residential house and the, the traffic flow is very high and disturbing, then that's not good for the residents around it. But I think outside of this, this small change of registration can have a such large effect. Mm-hmm. I think what, what I learned is that this regulation friction is very important in the sense that the government should go into this process to really help the SMEs, where there's a lot of process when they start the business and the annual meeting and all these things. They should think about whether there's other part they should twist a little bit to reduce this friction where to help the SME better. I mean, typically, you know, I've talked to many economists, they find effects of 4%, 3%, 2%, and they're jumping up and down. Here you're finding effects of 23%. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think I've seen this very often that when you find a single policy can have such large effects. What do you think? I mean, is this too big? So I think, of course, there is something the important thing we talk about is we don't have the performance data. Mm. So that's where maybe this 23 is not really, in the sense, a high-quality 23, because mm. we don't know whether the revenues look like exactly. But I think the point here is, like many other research, is if you have a, something to change with very small costs, but they can generate that large effect, it means that the government or researchers really need to pay attention on these kind of scheme and think about along the line, along the process to these SMEs. So I believe that indeed there's really a lot of barrier there and there's a lot of potential to improve. That's probably why we see this large effect. This is great conversation. I think the audience will learn a lot about uh, how they can think of, they are thinking of starting a business in this industry. Great idea to think about starting from home. The benefits are huge, reducing your cost and survivability is longer. Thank you, Changcheng. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Stay tuned as we bring you more interesting research-based insights on a wide range of topics in business and economics. Subscribe to our channel now.